Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Curious, a podcast where we want to create diversity in thought, not division in community. I am your co-host, Matt Fisher. I'm the care pastor here at Hill City, where we record this in every episode of the podcast. And I'm here with my friend, my co-host, fellow Ken, John Wagler. John, yes. how are you? Just feeling Kenef. Just, <laughs> I am Kenef. <laughs> um, so if you haven't caught those first two <laughs> inside jokes, um, today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the Barbie movie. Yes. We haven't recorded in a while. We were trying to figure out, like, how can we get back on the horse here? And the, the answer is always, what's the lowest hanging cultural fruit? <laughs> and... As another tie-in to Barbie, how to get back on the horse. Yeah. It's very appropriate. Yeah. Once I found out that patriarchy wasn't about horses, I kind of <laughs> lost interest, to be to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And I think, like, more largely the uh, things that it brings up and, like, sure. sort of yeah. maybe some of the discourse. Um, but uh, before we do that, John, how are you? It's been a while. I mean, I, I see you, you, but the people don't. The people. <laughs> no, they also see you. <laughs> It's been a, a interesting summer. I, you know, it's in, we're in a season with our kids, in particular Max and Evie are fourteen years old. Um, I have found that this we were looking most forward to the teenage years, which yeah. we are enjoying for sure. Um, but I feel like it's our busiest season as a parent. Mm. I thought, you know, as like a little kid when you're changing diapers, yeah. you're doing all the nap times, you're yeah. doing that but it feels like this is just way more time intensive because of how much we're driving them around yeah it's yeah i mean it's insane because diapers and naps and stuff all happen in your house yeah it's controllable yeah yeah this is just like man i mean it's unreal like how many times it's a miracle if we can have one continuous work day from like nine to two yeah you know i know during the summer obviously shift a little bit during the school year but yeah yeah, it's crazy because they have they have sixteen year old problems, but not a sixteen year old's driver's license. So it's like they gotta. Yeah, that's but, we're we're starting to get there. Ten and ours are ten and twelve, yeah. but they're they're fairly active. I often say, I feel very blessed that nine of neither of them have yet um, uh, unearthed any like athletic ability, <laughs> <laughs> because then they would be on more teams like sure. we do. You know, soccer. Yeah, and then uh, Clarabelle's theater situation is very intense. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine if they were like just really good or even not ath- athletics. Like if Cash or Clarabelle were like really good at robotics and coding and like yeah. had to go to 10 different camps. It's crazy. It is. I mean, you know, they do. They just feel lucky and she's doing dive. Max was doing swim team and uh, which is more like just kind of casual. Keep them busy throughout yeah. the summer. But he's also doing basketball and cross country. And and so. Uh, there's just and then they want to go fishing and then they want to go hang out with their friends and they want to go on the middle school thing the yeah. high school events and then they're it's just a lot it's a lot uh yeah we underscheduled our summer which was a stupid thing to do <laughs> like we <laughs> were like you know we'll just take it easy this summer one or two camps you know um they're doing the service trip to puerto rico yeah and that was dumb we shouldn't have did that <laughs> like we should have signed them up for way more stuff um but that notwithstanding, things are pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's like the value of the latchkey kid back in the day. I mean, truly. I mean, that was me. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Truly, so. my kids are like eating Captain Crunch and watching <laughs> cartoons a lot. <laughs> and it's just like we're just far enough away. We joined the pool this year. We're just far enough away to the pool from the pool that like 
I probably wouldn't be comfortable with a bike sure. ride there. Yeah. Um, but close enough that we can get there quickly, but yeah. we still got to pack all the stuff and go. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, when I was Max Nevea's age, you know, I, I had yeah. stuff all the time, but we still, we had this community center in my hometown. Mm. It was a smaller hometown, but we literally from like nine years old yeah. to about 14 until I started like working during the summers. I mean, every day, wake up at 8.30 in the morning, go down to the rec center, and mm-hmm. you just, like, play all day. Yeah. I When I was a little older, of kids. 13 or 14 years old, I well, maybe when I was 12. Yeah, when I was his age, 10 or 12, they're both of their ages, I learned to get to the closest, like, shopping center mm-hmm. on my bike. And so straight up, like, soda shop hooligan style, we would just, like, <laughs> go up to the Walgreens or whatever and just, like, get candy and a comic book and just hang out and right. look bad. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> but we did something. It was just like, well, we have our bikes. Let's yeah, get out of here. But it was also, you know, when we were kids, video games weren't addictive and yeah. cartoons were only on for two hours a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can only play super Mario for so long before you throw the controller across the room and go outside. So it's crazy. But um, yeah. So today we are going to talk about, the Barbie movie and all the sort of, I wouldn't say there's that much controversy actually around it. There's some manufactured, it feels like some manufactured controversy. Um, But just kind of the discussion around it, um, what we thought about it. And we were, we were toying with like, should Lacey come on? Should, should a woman come on? And um, I think it would actually be interesting if it was just us like talking about our our perspective on it only because um, there's lots of other places. uh, Well, first off, it is so in so many ways like seems like a movie that is for women and like sees women. But I think it's been sort of underappreciated as a movie that's like sort of interesting to guys too. Yeah. There were a lot sure. of guys in the theater when we were there. Like me and Cash yeah. both liked it. Um so we're gonna talk about that, but before we get into that, we're gonna do our um used to be new segment now old segment but people seem to like it so we're going to keep doing it where we talk about things that get on our nerves and it's called stay stay furious all right john yeah you're in a season of mild agitation (laughs) a low simmer of frustration a low simmer of frustration (laughs) that's it's like uh it's like when bruce banner turns to the other avengers and is like that's my secret I'm angry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What's keeping you furious? Our office internet. Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) That wasn't going to be mine, but maybe we can both just talk about it. It's it's insane to me that in 2023, the year of our Lord, you 2020, can't get, you can't get reliable internet in this building. It's crazy, especially in this neighborhood know, where there's I all just... these other businesses happening. There's no way the internet is unreliable at the Anthem building. You can't convince me of that. <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Maybe that's why the call center doesn't answer the phone. If, well, fair. Yeah, Here's a question: Is it more agitating to have slow internet or unreliable fast internet? You know, that's a great point. Uh, I I think slow, reliable. I agree. Because, like, slow is probably all relative right now. It's not like we're in dial-up. But, that's like, true. slow, it's like at least you know you can continue on yeah. and do your thing. The up and down and in and out, it's like it's so nauseating. <laughs> I, mean, so. I maintain that it is 
and this is a little bit of a like woe is me. I think I still think it's worse for me than anyone because I'm mostly on the phone talking to people about very serious <laughs> well, things yeah. going on it's in their lives. Video calls. It's just like yeah. yeah, and having to say to somebody like, "Oh, I missed that part about this horrible thing <laughs> happening to you. Could you repeat it?" Is I know you're not crying like, right now, but could you repeat yeah, that thing you... about your mom? <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst, and it it is so like demoralizing to open the computer see the Wi-Fi thing on the top of your laptop connect and then not be able to get your email open. Mm. It is crazy. I That might be mine too. <laughs> like, what is that? And it doesn't, I don't, who's, it's no one's, it doesn't seem to be anyone's fault directly. I know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's some things that we can like kind of like assign blame to with office stuff, but not this. Literally when we, when we, people first heard that we're going to purchase this building, the first thing two of the like tenants here said to me was, can you please fix the internet? <laughs> like, we will try to figure it out. But. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. I don't, I don't know if I can top that, but I'm gonna try. And this is kind of tar- tied to our Barbie movie thing. But I'm really agitated by um, the internet in general. But like people taking what a few people say on the internet and making it an opinion like making it a viable option as something to think (laughs) if that makes sense like yeah i that's happened well it's been happening for a long time but you know more and more it's because like people just feel like you always need something to say yeah and there are so many times especially in the sort of like the especially in the like preachers and sneakers new evangelical like in in our in our world and church world Mm -hmm. in the like sort of deconstructionist space which i obviously appreciate for so many reasons I just want to write to these guys sometimes and be like, you know, I would never know who this person was if you <laughs> didn't know. post a response video to their insane, insane. thing that they said. I know. Like you I are know. making it like I would not know who Sean Fuchs is. Right. Is that how you say his name? I don't even I don't know. know. I don't I would I never care. have known who he was <laughs> if other people weren't like yeah. trying to like burn him online. I know. It's so weird. It's like you're making it worse. It's true. <laughs> I, that agitates me to no end. Like, I don't understand. I was talking to somebody the other day about social media and like, they were sort of trying to make a decision about what to post about something or if they should post. And I was like, you have to remember that like, it's publishing. You're publishing something. Would it be better to just have a conversation with somebody? Because even though it's micro publishing, maybe it's like, it's like printing a Mac when you tweet or when you like, or X or whatever it is now, (laughs) or when you Instagram, whatever. Even if only three people watch it, you've basically just taken the time to print a small magazine and hand it to three people. <laughs> sure. Was it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> That's just, mm, I, 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 I can't stand it. I know. And yeah. I've, I have at this point, actually, even in my most inflammatory internet days when I like was a little hot on the internet, you know, I never, I, I can say that I ne- it never crossed my mind to be like, this thing's absurd. I think, I don't know, maybe I should go back through and look, but like, unless it was full on, everyone knows what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. meaning like it is on every news network, it is everywhere. Or if it was something directly related to like violence or injustice. But if it was just like, can you believe this dude's take on how Genesis works? (laughs) Or like, can you believe this dude's take on the Barbie movie? Yeah. It was, it's just like, just let it die. I wouldn't have known (laughs) if you hadn't like, you know, kvetched about it. Like, I don't know. That gets on my nerves. But uh, yeah, so 
it's been a while since we've recorded. Thanks to everyone out there um, for maintaining an interest in our podcast and wanting us to continue to do this. We are going to as much as we can. We're hopefully entering into a season of stuff like starts to shape up with the building and everything that we can do this more often. So um, today we are going to be talking about the Barbie movie, maybe the state of men. <laughs> Probably dabble. And dabble in that a little bit. And uh, all of the things sort of surrounding the release of this film. Y'all know we stay curious over here. Here, 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 here. Okay. John, you and Lacey went and saw the Barbie movie. Yes. What'd you think? Well, first when I didn't have milk duds, that was a... That should have been your stay furious. <laughs> no milk duds. I got a text Watch. before the movie started. No, bil- no milk duds off to a bad start. <laughs> I... What theater were you guys at? Uh, movie Land. Huge mistake. Never go to Movie Land. Well, you know, this is the second second consecutive theater that hasn't had milk does when we went. And we don't even go to the movies that often. You got like, I know. You got to go to AMC Dine-In, Midlow. It's uh, the only movie theater. Well, I just got to bring my own milk does. <laughs> or bring your own dang milk does. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, we, I, we both really liked it. Yeah. You know, I had, you know, my first, when it came out, my first kind of initial emotional reaction was more like, I don't want to see it. Yeah, sure. You know, and and then um, and then I started hearing a little bit more about it, and then honestly, then I heard the writer on Smartless. Oh, was she on there? She's on there. Oh, nice. And uh, and so that piqued my interest even more. We had a couple of friends see it. Yeah. Uh, well, you you and, and Jackson, but then Bridget was over our house, like oh, talking nice. about it, and then um, and that kind of piqued the interest a little bit more just to go see. And then once yeah. we started talking about, hey, should we do an episode on it? I was like, ah, right, we'll we'll just go and see it. Yeah. And then. Nevea went and actually saw it. She really liked it. Oh, cool. Um, she wasn't like, yeah, you know, yeah. She's like, it was good, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, it was extremely well written. Mm. It was uh, funny. Um, the social commentary was good. The, um, uh, it's funny like part, but like honestly, the lighting. I mean, the lighting and the set, it, the <laughs> sets so were good. crazy. And visually, it's like, man, this is a stunning like movie to watch whenever we weren't laughing or crying and there was a moment of like whatever i would just lean over to jenny and go look at the set (laughs) (laughs) like even when she goes into the real world and goes to the mattel headquarters or whatever yeah it like the offices the way the cubicles like had no interact you couldn't get in or out of the cubicles or like (laughs) it was just cool it was like a cool setting so we should probably say up front i don't know that we're going to be concerned about spoilers so because we just want to talk about the movie yeah. and not worry about it. So if you're concerned about spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet um, or whatever, probably skip the whole episode. Yeah. Um, I, or don't. I don't you kind of know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, that's true. I don't know. It, there's no big twist in the yeah, movie. So it's not like... but, but if you're somebody who's hype, some people are like hyper, hyper yeah. aware of spoilers. Usually they are the type of Kens that over explain the Godfather. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're concerned about that, we're just going to talk. Ken freely. does not learn to swim. Oh, poor Ken, because there's I don't think ultimately at the end of the movie, there's any water in Barbie land. <laughs> and so that was like a huge part of it. Right. It was like the joke that they were in Barbie land in a way that like was exactly the toys. Yeah. So like none of the cups have water right. in them. The food's not edible. Um, I liked the little joke where when she was done getting ready in the morning, she floated down from the balcony yeah. because like I can remember watching both my sister and later my daughter play with the Barbie dream house. And there's like, there are stairs and stuff, but there's no real good way right. to get her down the stairs. Yeah. So you just kind of float her down to the bottom. That's, there was little stuff like that. It was just brilliant in the movie. Yeah. Like just the little things that were just like, man, that little detail was so good. Yeah. I mean, even like when Ken kept saying, I beach. Yeah. Yeah. He's beach Ken. <laughs> 
He's not. He's not a tennis Ken. He's beach Ken. He beaches. That's what he does. He's and then the and the continuation of that joke of like, oh, so you're a lifeguard? He's like, no, no, no. I'm not a trained lifeguard. I beach. I beach. That's what I do. I beach. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we loved it. Obviously, we took. We all four went to see it. So me, Jenny, Clarabelle, and Cash. Cash leaned over to me, um, like 15 minutes in when they get to the real world. 25 minutes in, and he goes, I think this movie is like sexist. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. And he's like, but it's like supposed to be. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I think, you know, one thing that I think was like, because I had seen a, a few people like be negative about it. Yeah. And I realized like, like just throughout the movie, I was like, man, if you're a guy and you're up in arms about this movie for some reason or another, I think like you either really love patriarchy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to an healthy level. Yeah. You're incredibly insecure. Yeah, so fragile. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and just like you're proving the point of the movie. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like uh, some, uh, I, yeah, there's a lot of social commentary in there, but I was just like, in my head, I was like, man, some people I know I got mad at it. Not that I know. I mean, like that I read yeah. that I got mad at it. I'm like, I'm like, if you wanted like a movie that was going to like put men in this certain category yeah. and like have men as the dominant thing and men, men, men like choose the other zillion movies that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like a, I don't know, like the, I don't know. I just thought it was stupid. Some yeah. of the like negative. It, it really seen. felt to me. I didn't, I didn't go deep on any of the like Ben Shapiro posted like a 40 minute rant, yeah. burned a Barbie, you know, that kind of the norm. I think I feel like the typical sort of like cast of characters. Right. Um, it, I didn't watch the whole video or whatever, but even what I read about the negative reviews felt forced. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like I know I'm supposed to. I know. That's what I know did. my it role did. in the public eye is to rail against this thing. So let me yeah. give you something. Because even some of like Shapiro's comments, I was like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I have no special love for his brand or his ideas or whatever. But like, I've even seen him be more cogent <laughs> on other stuff than he was with the Barbie movie. Yeah. It just I, felt like. It felt like it was contrived. Yeah. I felt like that I'm supposed to not like this. And listen, so he sometimes says good stuff. I'm not. Sometimes I don't like what he says. Sometimes I like, like yeah. whatever. But um, that, that felt like so contrived. It was just simply to just almost like play a role. Yeah. Like his know? man, like somebody's manager called him and or his manager yes. called him and was like, hey, have you made posted a response to the Barbie movie yeah. yet? Um, I, uh, I mean, there's lots to talk about and there's lots of other podcasts that are talking about it. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most in a surprising way, cause I went in with pretty high expectations cause mm-hmm. everyone in my circle was like, it's so, so good. People were like randomly texting me and being like, you have to go see Barbie, go mm-hmm. see Barbie before you see Oppenheimer, <laughs> like all of it. And the thing that stuck out to me was the ways that it exceeded my expectations. One of which was I would have been fine if it really was just like having a laugh at men's expense sure. and making a good point about women and patriarchy. But it really like the fact that Barbie land was like a matriarchy and then the real world is patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It it was balanced in so many ways, which is why I think like to your point, you said at some point, I don't really understand what there's to be upset about. Yeah. And I heard that from a few people like wh- what is upsetting about this? Like yeah. it seems it seems fair. Like utterly fair. <laughs> yeah. Um it, you know, it it makes fun of Ken a lot, but like Barbie gets made fun of a lot too. A ton, yeah. You know, and even even the the um the real world women, the the mom and her daughter, like there's things with her, you know, the dad is kind of like funny and dumb. But 
but even that like avoided the dumb dad trope. He wasn't like Homer Simpson. He was like on Duolingo all the time, right. like trying to learn Spanish. Yeah. I just, it was, it was about as, it was a great example of something that was fair without feeling both sidesy. Well, and there was like a part of it that was like, you know, with like the, I, I remember someone like, oh, they make all the men look dumb. And I'm like, it's not that. It's not about them being dumb. It's about like the fact that their identity is placed in these things that actually don't make you a man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you really want like strong masculinity, which we should all want, right? Strong, <laughs> strong, you know, feminist elements and then strong masculinity. It's like if you want those things, mm-hmm. then like. You shouldn't be like I having to identify with things that actually don't make you a man. Yeah, like being the CEO of Mattel yeah, or it, you know, uh, being a construction worker or like, like whatever. It's like none of those things are like what make you a man. And yeah. so it's like uh, so when people are like, oh, they made the guys look dumb. I'm like it wasn't about that. It was actually being like, no, like there's a place for men. Yeah, yeah. In a place for women, and we got to figure this out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, it really la in tone. It really lacked anger. Agreed. It was not an angry it film. It was not. At no point did it feel angry or or like attacky. Well, and I think every time that you think it could have gone a little bit that way, they just provided funny, like a, yeah. a comedic moment that yeah. you realize this is not about that. Yeah. Like even when Ken brings the patriarchy back to Barbie land or whatever and like ruins Barbie land, it's so like when they have the battle scene. <laughs> Yeah. There, so there's a scene where it's kind of like making fun of a traditional, whatever, Saving Private Ryan, Gladiator, you know, men's movie like mm-hmm. Clash on the Beach. But it's like they don't have none of their weapons are harmful, <laughs> like hitting each other with beach noodles and stuff. <laughs> and then they have a dance off is yeah. like that, the end of it. But it just was so good at like commenting on misogyny and patriarchy by making fun of it, by by like showing like. This is silly. Yeah, like it doesn't work. Yeah, it's like because you what you have more upper body strength naturally than this other person that yeah. like somehow you should be in charge or like because yeah. you like horses or like you know whatever. Um, it really challenges it with in this really fun satirical way that like doesn't isn't mean. Yeah. It's like not a mean movie at all toward anybody. <laughs> no, and it was I, you know we read that one book a long time ago. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but Brian Zahn was the author. And okay. He's the guy that said, there's always a guy on a horse. Yeah, that's right. And um, like when he said this years ago, we read it, but uh, I've always been like enamored by it because everywhere you go in cities, there's always a guy on the horse on because horse. they're celebrating domination yeah. or war yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's always a guy on a horse. Yeah. I don't know if they read that quote, you know, or something, <laughs> okay. but the fact that they did, the guy and the horse, the horse thing. I was just like, man, this is so good. Yeah. Of like the stupidity of those things. Yeah. Just like, and even in the, um, it was so well targeted at what it was trying to target. So it never really got into, like, even when he first sees the horse, like, so Ken comes to the real world and he discovers that, like, in Barbie land, there is no Ken without Barbie. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a secondary citizen. Like, men in Barbie land are our playthings, our, our like right. handbags, basically. And then he comes to the real world and there's that scene, they're like walking through Venice Beach dressed ridiculously, like dressed like <laughs> yeah. Barbies. And Barbie is like getting hooted and hollered at and getting her butt smacked and whatever. And then Ken is getting like, yeah, bro, like right on, you know, whatever. And he realizes like, wow, in this world, 
I am respected. And he says something to the effect of like, I feel seen, but with no undertone of violence. <laughs> yeah. And then Barbie is like, I also feel seen, but there's definitely an undertone <laughs> yeah. of violence. And they see when he first sees the horse imagery or whatever, it's like it's like Marlboro Man, horses, American flag, uh, like Bill Clinton. It, it really like wasn't targeting a particular p- political group right. or like religious group or or conservative group. It really was like laser focused on the issue of inequality and how it relates to patriarchy yeah. and how patriarchy can present like a sort of fascism across gender and class and politics. and Yeah, and then it's not good for men or women. Yeah, that like being at the end, there's the whole like when Ken finally breaks and like Will Ferrell, who's the CEO of Mattel, <laughs> somehow makes it him and his like board of directors like are also in Barbie land, which is hilarious. And he's just like, being a leader is so hard, (laughs) you know, like they're basically like saying I'm also miserable by being in charge of everything and having to like grasp at power. It's actually, it's like, I want it and I won't let go of it, but it also sort of makes me miserable too. Right. Yeah. I, um, I wrote down some notes like even during the movie, but I, there was like the one section where, um, when she actually meets her maker. Oh man. Let's and, get into the theology of this Barbie movie. Yeah. There was like a lot of theological elements yeah. that were kind of woven in that, you know, she doesn't, uh, discover what it fully means to be human until mm-hmm. she can feel mm-hmm. and until she can be in like authentic relationship and until she meets her maker. Yeah. You know, like that's where she begins to discover. And again, like, I don't think they're Christians writing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but there was like this, it's almost like I was saying there, I was like, you know, this is like perfectly proving the reality when it says in Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes that we're all born with eternity mm-hmm. in our hearts. Mm-hmm. It's like as humans, like even these in a non-Christian movie, the writers are saying, man, when you meet your maker, mm-hmm. your designer, mm-hmm. like that's when you really begin to like discover who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a wonderful thing too about like... <sighs> There were a couple of good sort of theological points. And actually, I, I, yeah, I mean, maybe they weren't intentional or we're reading into it. But um, I know Greta Gerwig did say in an interview that, like, she she grew up K through 12 in Catholic school. And then she went to college for philosophy and English. Oh, okay. So she did say that it was intentional, that it was an inverted genesis, that it was um, the woman was the one who... Uh, like came first and then Ken was made second and that it was like a comment on a sort of, um, you know, a reading of Genesis that says that basically like, uh, the second created was only for service. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was like some intentional stuff. And I think also, you know, mess around and find out, like you start messing around with like philosophy and faith and truth and, and like, you're going to come to a Jesus yeah. <laughs> illusion yeah. at some point. Eventually, yeah. But she also, so uh, Amy Peeler, who writes, I think for the Holy Post, but is a writer in general, she has this great um, blog post called Neither Barbie Nor Ken, a Barbie movie review. And in it, she brings up this really good point that this movie is about incarnation. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many good parallels between Barbie and yes. Jesus of this idea of like, I was in a perfect place i was in heaven i was in i was at the beginning and i was the word and i came down to have a reproductive system and cellulite and wrinkles and for my body to deteriorate and for me to feel pain because it's worth it because like i want i because the incarnational experience of being a soul in a human body 
you know, and not being Gnostic, not being like, oh, we're just trying to get out of here so that we can go back to heaven or, yeah. or go to heaven. Or we're just trying to we're just trying to suffer through this like terrible experience of earth so that we can like be rewarded. Yeah. But rather that like incarnation is its own reward. And and life doesn't mean as much if there's no death. Right. right. And if there's no change or no love, like. Right. You know, no real love. Yeah. 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 And, you know, there's there's also like I also loved how, uh, you know, they they weren't saying that fantasy land was what it was like. That's the ideal. Yeah. You know, so I also liked how it was like, you know, at the end, it's like, no, she's coming into reality of to be fully human, to discover herself. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're not saying like to live in fantasy land Mm-mm. is the best thing. So even the critique of, you know, you, you can put that in like our social media culture and everything else. It's like it fantasy land is not right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's speaking into like, hey, you put yourself up in this image and you post everything you do, your workouts, your time with your kids or your time with your friends or you, like your everyday activities. And it's like, but it's fantasy land. Mm-hmm. Like that's not real humanity. And, yeah. and so they're the social commentary on that, but also like the the very biblical like element of like, what does it mean to be fully human? Mm-hmm. It's like just woven in and out of this movie that I thought was, was really, I mean, it was unbelievably written. What, what do you think about the part where she meets? So Ruth is actually the woman who created Barbie yeah. played by Rhea Perlman in the movie. And so there's this like, yeah, creation creator. And in some ways like father, son, Holy spirit, like yeah. idea of like them meeting. And um, when she says to her, like, well, aren't you supposed to tell me what she says something like, aren't you supposed to tell me you're the maker? Aren't you supposed to tell me what I'm supposed to do? Mm. And she looks back at her and is like, oh, sweetheart, if if I could tell you what to do, you know, I can't even tell my own daughter what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What'd you think about that? I thought it was I first of all, it was hard. I only picture her on Cheers. (laughs) That's funny. That's your go to. That shows your age. a I know for sure. (laughs) Um, But. That little moment, I'm just like, man, like, you know, th- is that not how God is yeah. with us? Like, he can't make us yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, we need to discover what love, mm-hmm. his love and our love back towards him. Like, we have to discover that. We have to discover what he's designed for us. He He makes it all. Mm-hmm. Like, he creates it mm-hmm. all. He creates the capacity. He creates, and I was just like, that That part of the scene, I was just like, man, that is thick, this is theologically thick right yeah. there. Yeah. And it plays into something that we've been talking about, you know, the, in this season of our church of like revival, like mm-hmm. that people are hungry for something and that people are, this movie just crushed box office, <laughs> like globally destroyed. Like, uh, I don't know where it's at ranked, but since COVID the movie theaters have been dying. And so yeah. it's been this whole discourse about like Barbenheimer, like the Barbie Oppenheimer opening, weekend and barbie is like people want to see there's something about this that people are resonating with yeah um all over the place all over the world and it does kind of make you wonder. maybe we're being overly optimistic but it kind of makes you wonder if it is a little bit of that like gospel truth that seems to be like seeping through stuck in there yeah Yeah. um did you what was the name of the mom was it glory um i can't remember it's uh, america ferrera is the woman who plays her it might be gloria something Um, like that but her speech Oh my gosh. Um, was so good. So good. Like where she just gives this. Uh, okay. So at this point in the podcast, we should say, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, we're not, we're not like plot 
summering. Correct. <laughs> so you might be We're confused. Just, just go see pieces, it. Yeah. <laughs> go see it and then come back and listen again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she gives this great speech of just like really pointed, this is why it's hard to be a woman. Like you have to be nice, but you can't be yeah. too nice. And you have to be skinny, but don't be too skinny. And you have to be. Yeah. And it be like, assert- assertive, but you can't be, too, you know, it's yeah. like a. Yeah. Really, really good and beautifully pointed. And that is apparently, that is a, that is sort of um, Greta Gerwig's thing. Like in all of her, she did Little Women and this this movie Lady Bird. And everyone, like the way you know it's her movie is that there is a moment of like a woman monologue about what it, you know, what's hard about being a woman. Yeah. Um, and then even in that, you know, when she's going through all those things, like just as a man, if you can't hear that and just take it in, yeah. then again, like the fragility for you as a man yeah. is like, you got to deal with that. Yeah. Cause like what she's saying is like, when you just take it in for a minute and just be like, Whoa, this has been so many women's experiences, mm-hmm. you know, like, and is some of that changing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and, uh, in, in younger, like Nevea had mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. You know, like she's raised in a home that we celebrate her, you know, like, yeah. and, and so that's not her experience at all. Yeah. Right. Um, so like even hearing like Nevea's kind of thoughts on certain things, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not her experience in life, mm-hmm. you know, but to a 14, 15 year old back in the day, mm-hmm. like back when I was growing up, that yeah. for sure would have been their experience, yeah. you know? And so are things changing? Yeah. But the, but the reality is if you can't like breathe for a second, like, no, really take in mm-hmm. what uh, grown women mm-hmm. are going through in business and in life and in family structures yeah. and in churches and everything. It's like, just take it in yeah. and listen. If you can't do that, then I would say, A, like you're very much a part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and B, like it again just shows the fragility yeah. of your entire structure as a man. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to put too much on this movie because it's just a movie at the sure. end of the day. Yeah. But like if you can't, you know, we talk a lot about you 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 often encourage people in, in sermons and, and like in our teachings and discipleship and stuff to ask the question, what's it like to be on the other end of me? Yeah. That works personally, one-on-one, and it also works societally sometimes. What's it, you know, some of the stuff about race, about gender, about all this stuff. Like it's sort of a large, what's it like to be on the other end of us, right, yeah. as men for women. If you can't receive it, like this is the nicest way you could possibly get it. It's yeah. like a high budget, under two hour, you got popcorn in your lap. It's funny. No milk does. But you no know. milk does. It's like as much sugar as can help the medicine yes. go down. Yeah. Like if you can't receive it in this moment, I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, and I also liked to the point of like, it is just a movie. I like that they, every time there was a opportunity for me or for a viewer to go, yeah, but they like answer it before you can get there. Yeah. Like even there's the, there's like a thing where Barbie, like the head Barbie, they're all Barbie, but stereotypical Barbie played by Margot Robbie, who's the you know, star of the thing starts to talk, you know, she's starting to age. She's starting to become mm-hmm. real. And she's like, I'm disgusting and I'm not attractive. There's like this quick pause and the narrator comes in and is like, note to the filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make this point, Margot Robbie is not the person <laughs> yeah. to, basically making fun of the fact that she is real pretty. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there's all these self-aware moments in the movie that kind of stop your objections before they come. Yeah. The biggest one of all is the like meta critique of Barbie land believing that it cured patriarch that it like feminism won right, right. everyone's equal and then she goes to the real world and realized Barbie didn't solve all the problems right 
I feel like it's making a comment about itself. Hey, yeah. we're trying to say a thing, but this is just a movie. It doesn't movie. cure everything. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't cure everything. It's like, it's not like they're saying like that feminism cures everything. Yeah. They're you not know? saying any, no, like any, it's, yeah. And it's, and it's not like, it's also not like a perfect movie like that is going to, f- like completely answer right. every little thing, right. you know, like it, but, I think you take it for what it's worth. And I think what's great about it is that it knows it. Yes. <laughs> like they it know constantly that. is yes. making fun of the fact that it's a movie Correct. about a Barbie doll. Yeah. Oh man. Super, super good. Um, I don't know. I think that it's interesting and worth mentioning before we wrap up that there seem talking about the sort of like zeitgeist, what's going on in the culture, right? You know, we've been talking about revival. There is something to the link between, the other big movie that weekend, which is Oppenheimer about the guy. Who, not seen yeah, that, yeah, I haven't either. Um, I'm sort of like readying myself a little bit. I'm sort of invested in that story anyway. And I'm very interested in like the bomb and how, you know, how some people are like really into World War II. Yeah. I'm just very interested in the bomb right. <laughs> um, and how it changed the world um, and for the worse, I think. Um, but it's interesting that it's, it seems to be reflective. Okay, so what's being said is that this weekend where these two movies came out basically saved movie theaters. So it wasn't the new Marvel movie, which are great. You know, it wasn't the new Super Mario Brothers cartoon for children. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was these two movies for some reason. It, that was it. And it kind of feels like maybe people are asking a very specific question and reflecting on the past 80 years or 100 years, right, yeah. of like... It's sort of an ex- it's sort of like maybe a little bit of an indicator that as a people we are in an existential crisis yeah. reflecting on instead of and I think that I mean my grandfather was a purple heart recipient in World War II. There was definitely like a time like a lot of the Spielberg's work and stuff where we really needed to focus on like the what the guys went through in World War II, mm-hmm. like what people went through in World War II, what you know the Holocaust. And like I'm hoping that this will be a start and I hoping people are ready to start asking like what did what did the invention of nuclear weapons do to us? We started having that conversation in like the 70s and 80s, even to you and I have talked about like, it's crazy to think that it was a common part of like evangelical life to protest like nuclear weapons right? <laughs> in, yeah. at a time in our history, like in the 70s, sure. 80s, right? Right after the Jesus revolution. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hoping that like, this is a moment where we are questioning not just patriarchy and inequality wider wider inequality and how it affects us but also how that energy kind of played into us being in a world where we can destroy whole cities and yeah. you know with a button well i think you know it seems to me um and there are smarter people to talk about all this sure. stuff but it seems to me that what we're seeing culture like even like movies like this and um even just some of the general conversations to that point of like this existential crisis that is happening, it does seem like people are like, oh, none of this works. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the trend that we've been on in particular for the last, I would say, 25 years. I mean, you can go back a little bit further, connect some dots, but kind of like more modern, you know, mm-hmm. 25 years. It's like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah, this isn't working, especially like, at least in the West. I can't speak for everybody. But it's not, you know, it's like I was on this morning, like during my work, I was listening to a podcast about some things that are happening like in China, South America and everything that, you know, there's like, just as an example, there's this huge move away from like, hey, you're not what you produce, right? Or what mm-hmm. you achieve. And, mm-hmm. 
and all of that. And there's some good to pull back on that. The problem is, is the pendulum swung so aggressively. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of the reason there's so many jobs open is because people don't want to work. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the there's there's kind of this general lacking of grit and fight mm-hmm. in people. And, um, and so there's some things that it's like, whoa, it, it, it swung too far. You know, and so, they're, but they're starting to see this, like, I guess in particular in China right now, um, this guy was saying that like right now, like people are like literally just being like, I just want to lay down. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I'm just done. It's like, and so, um, you know, you see that obviously in our own country too, but there's some of this language, even in this movie and some of the things that we're talking about kind of culturally, it's like, it doesn't work. Like in this movie, it's like, Hey, the way that, what the way that men have done things it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And now you can't swing the pendulum aggressively the other side, right? Like Christine Emba, that mm-hmm. the um, article oh, yeah. in the Washington Post, uh, which is so good. I mean, it's such a yeah, such we might, a might do a, read. a whole nother podcast on Did that. Did I tell you that we had her in youth group? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, her, so you know their her. Fam- their family like went to the church we used to go to. So we're going to get her on. Uh, it's possible. Her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, like she, I mean, it was brilliant. Yeah. That article was brilliant talking about how lost men are, but what, you know, she says so many different things in there. It's like, but the further you move the left or pro- more progressive you get, like it's actually been incredibly destructive to men and all the, all the research that she did and all the people she talked to that were on more on the liberal side, they're like, yeah, we're struggling, but we, we can't say anything. Mm. So if we say anything like in the progressive circles, it's like you get just lambasted for just being, you know, mm-hmm. a man. And so um, that's why like all this data is pointing to like all these the young, uh, all young men. It's like heavy, heavy move towards conservative mm-hmm. thinking, right? Because men are lost right now. And mm-hmm. so they're trying to find their footing. And so right now it's like all extremes. It's yeah. like you either got to go the extreme. Um, what's the dude that got arrested in Romania? Um, oh, like MMA fighter Tate or whatever. Or, yeah. So, Some Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah. Like that dude's a scumbag. Yeah. A crazy it, person. Yeah. And it's like, but people are like running to what he, he talks about. These men are, and it's like, well, it's cause they're lost. Yeah. And so right now they're in these two extremes, but they're like the more progressive thought of men is terrible. Mm-hmm. The more conservative thought of men is terrible. And um, Christine goes a lot into that. like in her article, um, but like there are these kind of, it's like, all right, this isn't working with men. Like some of the gender conversations right now, it's like, it's not working. Yeah. Some of the sexuality conversations, not working. Yeah. You know, the, what does it mean to like work and produce? Like it's not working. It's like all these things. It's like, it seems like a lot of these conversations are like, oh, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I haven't, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but apparently that's one of the themes is like, maybe technology is the answer. And it what well, it's not right, you know, like maybe maybe advancement or like science is the answer. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, and I think some of that has to do with um, social media for sure. I think most of it has to do with like the internet, social media, how connected we all are. That um, there, there's no more micro. Everything's macro mm-hmm. because even in the privacy, you you know, go into the bathroom in the morning and you like have are connected to the whole world, right? Yeah. And societies in general, way before the internet, this is the Reformation. This is anything, and like the yeah. French Revolution. For a whole, for a person, um, there's nuance. We've talked about this a million yeah. times. Yeah. But for societies, the only answer to repression is overexertion. That's just 
how societies work. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, there's no middle ground for large groups of people. You can't whisper, you cannot whisper to a thousand people. You can only whisper to three people in a room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't. So I don't, I mean, yeah, you know, we don't have an answer here, but I think that some of the um, honesty, but also I really do wonder if some of the humor is helpful. Like well, we talk about that, like comedians have the ability to say things right. that normal people can't. And I think an issue with a lot of, even comedians that I used to love, uh, who I'm feeling mixed about now, or maybe don't like at all anymore, it's the meanness. Like yes. Gen X comedians, especially yeah, yeah. like guys that you and I grew up on, Dave Chappelle and Pat yeah. Oswalt and like yeah. a lot of these guys, there's just like a meanness there that's just part of their thing. Yeah. It's just, that was Gen X. Gen X was mean. Sure. And it was really good comedy, but- now it's not a, not quite as helpful. And I think to tie it back to the Barbie movie, this like non-mean, fun, satirical, it was just a really good delivery of a heavy-handed message, Yeah, I think, or a heavy message. Um, good so, conversation. Please. Yeah, for sure. So if you haven't seen it, I'd say go see it. I mean, why not? Yeah. What else are you doing? Um, bring your own milk duds. Yeah, bring your own milk same. duds. <laughs> go to the AMC Dine-In. Um, order some chicken fingers and enjoy the conversation uh about the barbie movie um so yeah thanks everyone we're gonna wrap it up thanks for joining us here on stay curious if you have quips comments questions or quotes you can email them to stay curious at hillcityrva.com um we have a little bit of a backlog not super crazy but we're excited to get to some of your um questions and and uh topics um but keep sending them in if you get a second rate and review us um and share the episode so that others can get in on the conversation and until always as next time remember to stay curious Curious.